welcome to the Acres of Diamonds podcast with Bob Larson, a nationally recognized expert in the analysis of complex life insurance structures. In the Acres of Diamonds podcast, Bob talks about the flip side of owning a life insurance policy that your client has outgrown or that has underperformed. We share insight and strategies to help advisors maximize the effectiveness and value of their clients' life insurance policies. Hello and welcome to Acres of Diamonds with Bob Larson from The Settlement Masters. Today is part two of just a two-part series that Bob is doing, and really he's just answering my questions, and it's been great. But the theme is how to market for life settlements. And so this is part two. We did part one last time. And before I recap that, I want to say good morning, Bob. How are you? Good morning, Eric. I am great. Thank you. All right. Do you mind if I do a quick recap on what we covered on the first podcast? No, I think that would be great. All right. So I asked Bob a series of questions and he answered them. So I'm just going to basically give you some of the questions, audience, so that you can know what we spoke about. And if any of these trigger something in you that you know, hey, I need to learn more about that, go back and listen to that podcast. All right. So I asked Bob, when it comes to marketing the aspects of life settlements and making an important part of your practice, what should people know? And he really covered that, how individual advisors can add it to their practice and maybe some of the conversations that those advisors should be having with their broker dealer or their insurance companies to make sure that they can or at least broach the subject so they can begin that process. We know that there's been some things in the history, and I asked Bob a little bit about the history and what the settlement industry has gone through with insurance companies and broker dealers, and he gave us a little bit of insight into that. And then we spoke a lot about marketing and what information people need to get started. He covered that in the first podcast. I asked him what some of the values were that Bob has mentioned in previous podcasts that people should be looking for, that professionals specifically should be looking for in a broker when they're looking to do settlements. And so that kind of brings us up to speed for today's podcast. Are you ready for more questions, Bob? I am lock and loaded. (laughs) All right. And this is one of the favorites, I'm assuming, from all the advisors listening to this right now. So assume you've gotten everything from that first podcast, you've got that information, you've got that foundation, you've found a company that you want to work with. Now, how do you find the prospects? Well, I'm going to tell you, I just got back from the STEP National Convention, which we sponsored as a company, Settlement Masters sponsors every year, the Attorneys and Accountants National Convention for the Society of Trust and State Practitioners. Mm-hmm. In that meeting, the top attorneys in the country, all from East Coast to West Coast, are on the DS speaking about issues that have to do with estate planning. It was amazing to me how frequently they talked about fiduciary responsibility Mm -hmm. and how they should make sure that anything that they know of that could affect the client's well-being or the estate's well-being, that they tell them. Now, I want to tell you that you just asked me a question about how do you find prospects, but I want to tell you one of the hottest items to find prospects right now is to talk to the CPA community and the estate planning community about fiduciary responsibility. Hmm. Now, the states, as you know, Eric, we've talked about this before, state by state is having uh, regulations created and mandates created for the carriers that they have to notify clients that are over 65 that drop or going to cash in a policy, that a settlement might be an option. Mm -hmm. And they have to do it because so many times somebody will be told to drop something by their CPA. And I've had that experience where a CPA had told a client 
you know, you can't afford the conversion of the term. You might as well drop it. Your estate has been reduced since you bought this. Mm-hmm. So drop it. And then I was brought in later by the law firm to evaluate the other side of the coin. And that is, should he drop it? And if he doesn't drop it, what is available in the settlement community? And in this particular case, I got over a million two to the client that changed his whole life, changed the business format, allowed them to build a a national catalog that I told you about Mm -hmm. that has skyrocketed the company. CPAs and attorneys right now are hearing the word fiduciary coming from their, the national tax update seminars that they Mm -hmm. attend, Eckerling. There's three of them that go on that are primarily national, Eckerling in Florida, the Step Convention in Newport Beach, California, and the California Tax Association in San Diego. All of those are the same speakers. They're all talking about the same thing. So you ask me a question, I'll tell you, CPAs, attorneys, that are estate planning attorneys, then you show them, you know, the key to our success is this is not a sale, it's a service. Settlement planning Mm -hmm. is a service. It's helping people understand the economics between keeping their contract, using all kinds of models, reducing the face amount, adding more premium, making it go less further than it had originally planned to, compared to the actual sales price that they could get in the open market. It's a mathematical decision that they should have the right to make. A client should know 90% of the 500,000 people that dropped policies last year expressed a very distinct concern that their advisors had not mentioned to them that they should have a, by the way, they said you should have someone other than your own insurance agent evaluate the contract's Mm -hmm. stability and compare it to the institutional marketplace. And that's what we do. So if anybody's listening and they want to have an outside company that will partner with them, it's us. We'll do all the backroom work. We'll give you a covenant not to compete. We'll give you E&O on the case, and we'll do all the work for you, and you'll get the bulk of any fees and commissions that are earned if the settlement goes forward. So CPAs and attorneys are ripe for this. Charities are ripe for this. Charities have policies given to them all the time, and they have no clue as to the viability of the life insurance contract. So you need to talk to your charities. Do you have a independent very objective evaluation done on your investment pool of life insurance contracts. If they don't, believe me, they're going to lose the asset that they Mm -hmm. thought they were going to get. Business brokers. Business brokers are another key element. I told you about the story, Eric, in one of our other episodes that we had KPMG brought us into a case to evaluate a policy. The man sold his company. He was going to cash in a $30 million life insurance policy and take the $238,000 of cash and buy a motorhome and go off. And mm-hmm. and he and his wife were going to go play for a long time. So the KPMG asked us to look at it. A business broker, they're not a business broker, but they act as a business consultant. Uh, same pretty much. And we looked at it and that $238,000 that he was going to take turned into $6 million mm-hmm that we were able to get for him in the institutional marketplace. That's good stuff. If you will tell people, look, fiduciary responsibility requires people not to understand or sell life insurance, 
but to understand they need to be evaluated like any other investment portfolio. Where else do you go? Parents, if you get a 60-year-old client and you're talking to them, they have a parent, mm-hmm. and that parent probably is 80 years old. Hey, that's the, prim, the primo spot for a life settlement. Grandparents, if you get somebody 50 years old and you're working with them in a, in a financial planning area, ask them about their grandparents. Have their grandparents done estate planning? Are you a beneficiary of that estate plan? Do you know? You might talk to your grandparents and say, there's a recent problem in the insurance industry. 13 carriers, as of right now, have raised the cost internally of insurance and is absolutely bankrupting the life insurance policies. Hmm. Uh, those are those are some of the sources. And you tell them about the problem. The problem is it's current and it's relevant. It's something that is current and people like to you know have current news. And so yeah. being able to tell them what's happening, that thousands of seniors today are losing their policies or cashing in for nothing when they could use a settlement and get 5, 10, 15, 20 times the cash value or in a term policy, as long as it's convertible, and as long as you get it before the conversion deadline. That's another thing. Those of you that sell a lot of term insurance, you may have a battle bag full of opportunities to serve and to make significant income also, mm-hmm. but to serve and help these people that they think they're through with the term period. They're not going to convert it. They're too old. They don't want to buy anymore. Hey, bring them the opportunity to have an objective evaluation of the capital value of that contract. Those are some of the ways that you can look at when you're thinking about where's a prospect? Well, they're all around you. Got it. All right, Bob, while you were talking, I was thinking about something. I have worked with advisors for many, 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 many years. And I know that they work on cases together and they split cases uh, depending on who has the expertise in, in certain areas. So if somebody's working with you, and I know that we've talked about licenses before, and they're a licensed settlement advisor. Is that the correct terminology? Yeah. Each state has their own requirements. Okay. So if they're licensed to do settlements, if they're working with other advisors in their office, but they're the ones that are licensed, can they then work with their co-advisors on maybe their advisor's book of business and finding people that need this service and then split the commissions with them? Absolutely. I mean, this happens all the time. The only thing is the the directed person needs to be licensed in the state in which Mm -hmm. he's working in. What they do beyond that, that's not our transaction. We just work with licensed people. So if they're not licensed, we help them get licensed. There's no test to take. It's a certification that you notify the state. Mm -hmm. And so, yes, absolutely. We do joint work. We train the primary person that's doing the joint work. That's the the gay rule, so to speak, yep, yep. Uh, we train him to know what to say. And we train him to look at us as their back room, because uh, this is a little bit of a different paradigm in that we will make sure that they're protected. We give them a covenant not to compete. So we're not, you know, we're never going to contact the client outside of the settlement arrangement. We give them a complete compliance report that's been legally tested, that shows that it is absolutely bulletproof so far. And and even a lawsuit that was dropped completely on the front end Mm -hmm. because they saw our compliance report and how thorough it was and how informed everybody was. Yeah. So absolutely. Advisors that are listening to this right now, 
we just talked about how do you find prospects. This just opened up every other book of business that you are connected with in your office. If you have other advisors that aren't doing this, team up with them and talk to them about what this process is, why it's so important, why that's helping them become a good fiduciary for their clients and you can work alongside them and split that profit. I mean, that's just a no-brainer to me. I have clients that do that all the time in different arenas, just never settlements yet. But boy, that's a huge opportunity. And well, then, it, it is, Eric. And, and what it does for people in the financial community is it creates new money for them to talk to their client about long-term care, mm-hmm. uh, annuities for retirement, uh, money under management. It is a You're creating money that wasn't there before. Yeah. It's uh, an awesome opportunity. Yeah, because that's your responsibility. If any one of them doesn't know about it and tells a client, oh, you should probably drop that and I could sell you something new. Uh, remember, the age class is mm-hmm. typically 75 and older with medical history. So you've got to qualify people. So many times selling them means long term care or annuities, sometimes life insurance. Sometimes we found contracts that were saleable and the client was still insurable. That's rare, but it has happened. It's amazing what it does to provide them with what they're trying to do anyway. And that's to sell people on retirement and sell them on insurance planning. And and it just creates money where there was none there before. And when, when somebody refers somebody to you, what's in it for them really? Well, what's in it for them is we partner with them. Any referral that comes in here, they are part of the profit center. And when we complete a case, 60% of the total comps and fees that are paid by us goes to them. Mm. And we operate on 40% and we do all the work. We give a compliance report at the end. We give timelines on uh, reported every week as to where we are in the process. So what's in it for them? I have some advisors that are moving way up in the six-figure area just in comp on settlements Mm. because what they're doing is every wealthy senior that they used to not be able to get to, now they can get to them because now they have something to talk to them about that's a real value to the wealthy senior. And that is he's got an islet, an irrevocable life insurance trust probably. He's done some estate planning. He may not need the life insurance anymore. Because the unified credit, the tax-free credit to pass on to your kids, 11.4 this year. Mm -hmm. So, frankly speaking, there's a ton of wealthy seniors out there, a ton, that are thinking about dropping or cashing in their policies. And if you don't get to them, you know, and they find out about this, and they're your clients, your teamwork's clients, they're not going to be happy. Yeah, yep. Uh, I can tell you that. Yep, absolutely. So what else can a financial professional do to actually market their service in the settlement business? Well, the financial professional that has the belief that he is helping people and knows that it's their fiduciary responsibility to review and to audit the contracts of insurance that are in the investment portfolio of the life insurance client, making that a part of your service, just make it a part. I know some advisors do annual reviews And some don't, Uh, frankly, more don't that do. Mm. And I know that's true. I talk to people and I ask them, do you do annual reviews? Do you do it every year? So that's a major market because people have not had a objective mathematical review on their insurance portfolio. Once you believe that this is good, and, and my job and my team's job is to help you look at the things that will help you believe 
I mean, really believe that this is an important thing. Rather than somebody losing their life insurance, we show them how to keep it. If they can't keep it or don't want to keep it, we show them the economic value of capitalizing it in the secondary market, which means selling their policy. But if they have decided already to drop it or cash it in, you're like angel with wings flying into their life. Mm -hmm. And so you want to talk about it. You want to talk about it because it's an important thing. You want to partner with a firm like ours that is experienced in the life insurance industry. We've got over 50 years of personally, mm -hmm. <laughs> I'll tell you, I've been in the business over 50 years and have been in the settlement business since 2008. And I understand life insurance. Our other company sells hundreds of millions of dollars of life insurance every year. And we understand the value of it. But I also understand the fiduciary responsibility of an insurance agent that has, or, or an investment manager that has clients, and he doesn't talk about the thing that's happening right now in the life insurance industry. He doesn't talk about the fact that there are 500,000 people that are going to drop their policies this year hmm. or cash them in that are in the 65 up uh, class. They, they don't know about. So you got to believe in it. You got to talk about it. You got to know a firm like ours that has a tremendous background and advanced selling in life insurance upper end markets and be able to use that in helping your clients. And as I said, we give covenant not to compete. We, we give E&O. We do everything that we would want done on the other end if we were using somebody. Frankly, yeah. I built this in 2008 because I saw the mess in the settlement business, and I understand why the carriers were against it, and I understand why broker-dealers are against it. There was a lot of stupid stuff going on when people found that they could create money where there was no money before. It's cleaned up. It's regulated, and there's an opportunity like never before right now to help the people that you're talking to. Socially, you can tell them that we turn contracts of insurance into money now. I mean, that's everybody hates insurance. They don't hate it, but most people look at it as the same as car insurance. It's a necessary evil. But the fact is that it's a living asset. And the courts in 1915 made a court a national decision a federal court said that life insurance was an investment class. And by gosh, it is an investment class. Whatever somebody has one or 10 life insurance policies, it's a, an investment portfolio of life insurance. Mm -hmm. It's real money. And if, if it's going down the hill, if it's going into the wall and people aren't going to keep it, then you need to know how to help them. Yeah. And helping them means learning how to turn nothing into something. I know that people kind of look at this and any new thing that they have to tackle, it can be overwhelming, Bob. I mean, it's just, it, oh, there's so much to learn. There's so much to do, but how can you kind of ease their mind a little bit? I mean, we've talked about it before, but give us a recap of what you guys actually do and, and how you do it so that the advisor doesn't have to learn everything from scratch, doesn't have to spend years studying and, and learning this system. Well, it's easy. I've spent my lifetime building our business into a $10 million revenue business. And I've done it through working with experts outside the field that I'm in. And I would vet them. I would find the very best, one that had a great track record, had no stain on his track record, someone that had been referred to me by other people. 
and then I worked with them. And sometimes I would learn what they do and I'd go on and do it myself. Mm-hmm. Most of the time I wouldn't. I built a faculty of experts outside of the area in which I work. In my Rushmore side, I work in the high-end estate planning preservation area, like many of you do that are listening to this. And in that zone, there are other things that can help a client, like a captive insurance company or an ESOP, Mm -hmm. uh, other tools. I have the best of the best in those fields work with me, and I bring them in. I don't try to do that because I don't know what I don't know. And so I have built a faculty Well, I'm saying to you, I want to be your faculty. I am an expert in the area of being able to diagnostically evaluate the value of a life insurance contract and everything they can do to keep it versus the mathematics of what is the economic capital value in the secondary market. Mm -hmm. And by the way, we deal with nothing but institutional trust, this myth of of having uh, a mafia on the other end, buying life insurance, that does not happen. It doesn't happen in the industry anymore, but it doesn't happen by dealing with institutional, highly regulated trusts that buy life insurance and keep them as an underlying asset in the trust. So I want you to know that I believe in having a faculty, and I am a faculty member for many of my top producers, people Mm -hmm. all over the country that look to us as the expert. They don't want to be in this business. They want to do the business as a service. So they hire us and we pay them 60% of anything that comes out of the the case. If in fact, something comes out. If it doesn't, we're telling the people a way to keep the life insurance Mm -hmm. they were going to get rid of. And if they don't want to keep it, we have them sign off that they don't want to keep it because we don't want to have anybody coming back. So, Build a faculty. Yep. We train you what to say. We train you how to do that. We're your back room. We're very user-friendly. Yeah, and this, that's something I talk to my advisors about all the time is that when they do have a group that can help them, it is so nice to be able to say, you know what, I have a team that handles this entire project. I have a team that I work with that does this all the time. And so I'll be working with them. And, and it makes you sound very professional. It makes you sound like you have a very deep bench. Even if you're a single-person shop, and Absolutely. you uh, want to do something like this, you have an entire team that is your team. It's not you work for Settlement Masters. Settlement Masters is working for you. They're, they're doing the job for you. And that's a beautiful thing to be able to tell your client. We're running low on time here, Bob. Is there anything else we want to finish off with today as far as you've covered so much about how they can market and so many different marketing opportunities or where to find the prospects? I mean, those are huge opportunities there. Is there anything else you want to say in closing? It is your fiduciary responsibility as a financial advisor to understand the secondary market, the positive side of the secondary market, and work with a team of professionals. The state regulators now have 42 states that require the notification of seniors about settlements. Nine states have regulated fine for insurance companies that penalize or restrict their agents from Mm -hmm. doing settlements. CPAs and attorneys that are trustees for a client have a huge liability. Let's help those people. Become an expert at building a faculty. We want to be a member of your faculty. We will absolutely have your back and do the best that can be done. So I would say call us. My phone number is 877-927-7243. Ask for Bob Larson. Any of my team members will redirect you to me. That's 877-927-7243. 
Thank you, Eric. You bet. And I would tell every advisor out there listening, do not wait. Do not procrastinate on this. Again, you want to be a fiduciary for your clients. We know that. We, we know that you want to do best by them, and it's a huge opportunity for you. So I'm going to tell you not to wait, but Bob's going to tell you not to hesitate and wait in his own way. Uh, <laughs> give it to us, Bob. <laughs> yeah. Well, since the beginning, my mentor told me that people will wait if they have any decision to make. And mm-hmm. so the only decision you have to make is to call us. We'll be your partner. We'll be your teammate. We'll have your back. We'll put it in writing. The poem that he told me to remember was on the plains of hesitation, bleak the bones of countless millions that on the dawn of decision, on the dawn of victory, they sat there and there they died. Hmm. Don't die. Call us at 877-927-7243. Beautifully said, Bob. Thank you so much for your time today. You're welcome. And thank you all for listening to the Acres of Diamond podcast with Bob Larson. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Bob comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it much easier to share these podcasts with your friends and family. Thanks again for listening today. For everyone at the Settlement Masters, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Acres of Diamonds podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.